Welcome to OWASP 24-7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from the Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide. Hi, this is Mark Miller with OWASP 24-7. Today we're here with Paul Ritchie. Paul is in San Jose, California, and he is the Executive Director of the OWASP Foundation and has been that since July 2014. Welcome, Paul. Thank you very much, Mark. I'm pleased to be here and talking with the uh, OWASP community. Yeah, with uh, the July 14th start date, did you come on right after Sarah left, or how did that work? Actually, I came on and was uh, overlapping with Sarah for a month or two. Uh, so we had that on-the-job training to work with some of the staff that we had here on the operations side and, of course, uh, learn from Sarah on policy and procedure, and uh, it worked out quite well. When we're working now in 2015, when you look at where you've come over the last year, have there been any major changes? Have there been adjustments for you? Well, they sure have, Mark. Um, one of the things that was a, a challenge early on that last quarter of the year was that we were looking for some additional staffing and resourcing. And at one point, we were down almost 50%. So it's more difficult, certainly, to support an organization like OWASP Foundation when you're working with uh, not as many resources you'd like to have or some new people that also need training, just like myself. So that was one of the challenges initially. But thankfully now, we're almost 100% staffed up. We are very, very close to completing the interview process for the project coordinator that we have. And with that, we should be at 100%. You've also added a position for Noreen. Explain to everybody what Noreen does. Uh, Noreen Weissel is the OWASP Foundation community manager. And as a community manager, her job is communication both um, externally and internally about all the great things that are going on at the chapter level and throughout the community. So she's constantly working with various chapters to, especially the newer chapters, to help them understand what's available in terms of tools and uh, various training packages. And in fact, some of the lessons learned from some of the more mature chapters. At the same time, uh, one of her roles is to help these newer chapters with the community engagement funding that we have available. Some of the new chapters uh, just don't have any funds to get going at all, especially if they're outside of the U.S. or Europe. So we have some of that funding on the foundation side to help them move forward. And she's just been really great with that. And on a monthly basis, she is putting out a community manager newsletter highlighting some of the things that are going on at chapter level and at a regional level. You've touched on two things there that are very interesting for me. The first is that there are community funds available to help chapters. I've heard that there's as much as $500,000 available. How would chapters get access to those funds? Uh, really, really great question there, Mark. Thank you. In fact, the whole listing of the budgets, if you will, or the funds that are currently allocated to each one of the chapters is on the wiki, and it can be found under the funding tab. But yes, uh, with the recent completion of the um, AppSec conferences, 
the total number of funds that are available to chapters is just over $500,000. Had a great event in Denver, and this one coming up in Amsterdam, the APSEC, uh, should have more than 400 people attending. And the APSECs are very large funding activities for the foundation. And the, the funding that comes from those is shared between the foundation and the chapters, or at least the chapters that host. So there is funding out there. It is dedicated to the chapters. The foundation cannot go in and use that funding. And I think your question was how they use it. Uh, you know, I, I think from my perspective, if I was a chapter leader, I would need some tangible examples. When would I come to you for the money? When would I come and say, you know what? I need 50 grand to do something. How are you seeing it, it used when people get the money? Great. Good question. Good question. There's actually an outline of the kinds of activities that would be supported in the chapter leader's handbook. But predominantly, Mark, we have people that come to us and they fund activities for their monthly or, you know, quarterly chapter meetings, whether it's to bring in speakers and pay for some of that travel expense, uh, perhaps some refreshments, uh, perhaps some other items that might go on. They also use that funding to travel externally and make presentations about OWASP at other industry conferences. And there's a very simple, straightforward reimbursement process. So as people spend money uh, for various activities, of course, we have more than 200 chapters throughout the world. Uh, they simply say, here are the receipts I spent. It's a valid, legitimate expense for OWASP Foundation. Please reimburse me. And we turn those reimbursements around in, gosh, within a week. Some of the things that I've seen come through here, specifically in New York, for the chapters, you know, Tom and his group are doing a great job here. And one of the things that they do is sometimes provide training. Could people use chapter money to provide training? Well, training is, is actually one of our key strategic goals uh, for the OWASP Foundation. has been for a couple of years, and it continues to be here this year. The uh, definition of training for OWASP Foundation is pretty interesting. Uh, it needs to be open source, and it needs to be materials that are not necessarily commercial endorsements. And I know there's been some discussion about external um, training courses uh, being provided by OWASP versus those that OWASP creates and presents itself. So, uh, yes, the chapters certainly can provide training and uh, be reimbursed for any expenses that go along with that, if that was the question, Mark. Yeah, I, because there was some confusion, I think, about two months ago. And to get that cleared up would be great. The other thing that I've seen most recently coming through the email list was fascinating for me. There was so much activity coming out of the Philippines. Uh, it's amazing the amount of innovation that we see. And if you have one or two or a handful of leaders that decide... It's time to move forward and do something. They just get going like crazy. And that's it's really encouraging for me, someone who's been with the OS Foundation for less than less than a year, to see that type of activity. At the same time, Mark, we have a handful of leaders in Africa who are starting to ramp up and are talking about doing an AppSec in Africa area. We also have uh, we just completed that LATAM tour in Latin America 
Over 900 people were participating. So it's not just a single area. And that's what uh, I have to keep reminding uh, myself as well as the rest of the operations staff that we have a global community and we need to serve everyone out there. And there's some great things going on. We've seen that happen in Japan, too, with Rio and his group. When you talk about you get some core people that start driving the initiative, really, really big things can happen. Yeah, it's it's quite amazing. And the other unique part about the OWASP Foundation is there are uh, regional differences on uh, how people hold meetings and the way they uh, process their meetings and, and trainings and things like that. And this is why we've determined that uh, trying to hold an, a large global AppSec in, again, for example, Latin America, may not be as effective as actually doing a tour country by country by country and, and approaching it in more bite-sized pieces. And the same applies in Asia uh, when we did a recent tour uh, last year there. If you look at it that way, though, playing the devil's advocate, if you're only going to go to the larger commercial areas, then you're really going to limit those large events to very specific locations. It, it is a challenge, and many of us in the community have had this discussion uh, as we're looking at 2016 and beyond planning. And what we found is that in some of the other areas, and again, uh, LATAM, Asia, uh, Middle East, Africa, even if you try and uh, put all your organization and production into a large global conference, there are some difficulties with transportation and travel and visas. So just because you build it doesn't mean they will have the capability to attend a large event like that. And I think that's where we've come to the conclusion that then perhaps uh, we will go through the tour process. So that's kind of some of the... Um, evaluation we've done on this, Mark. I actually did something like this in East Africa for the smaller type event like you did in Latam. And one of the things that we discovered is many, many people did not realize that there were others close to them with the same interests. We actually had 150 people show up for an event that we didn't know if anyone was going to come. And when it happened, they all got together and said, I didn't know there were so many people here that were interested in this subject. And they actually formed user groups there on the spot. And the whole community effort that was put together was great for them after we left. And I think that's one of the things that we can do at OWASP, too. What can we do to help people set up after we leave so that the local community is running it? Right. Well, that's a, a perfect segue there because part of our, our goal for this year and beyond is, again, outreach and growth. And, you know, when I first uh, joined back in July and started to learn about uh, OWASP Foundation, one of the, the knocks, if you will, I heard was, well, there's so much activity in the U.S. and in Europe, you know. And in reality, that may be true, but I think it was more a communication issue of all the things that are going on, like you mentioned, in Japan and other areas. So with the resources that we have available, whether it's through our, our connector, our newsletter, uh, some of the outreach to all the chapter leaders, uh, Noreen uh, as a community manager. And then, of course, uh, Tobias just recently did another one of the uh, Google Hangouts out there. 
And of course, these particular um, uh, videos and interviews we're doing right now, Mark, I think are an excellent way to get the message out about everything that's going on. So I'm encouraged that we are broadening the communication and the understanding. And at least that's the goal I keep speaking to my uh, uh, operations team here at the OWASP Foundation. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a high priority for us. You know, you mentioned Philippines, Africa, and the Middle East. I'm not hearing a lot about activity in Russia, India, China. Is there any outreach specifically geared towards them? Uh, there is some, but it's, again, based on um, the amount of activity we see and the amount of requests we have. Uh, recognizing we're five or six people here at the staff level, and we've got five or six hundred chapter leaders out there asking us for help all the time. Um, I do know that just recently they opened up an Estonia chapter. Mm -hmm. So there is activity going on. And once they, again, in this example, once they get established, they have their first meeting or two and they start to have some progress, that's when we start to be able to um, uh, demonstrate the good news or the fact that they've started something. Recall about six, nine months ago, that's how Philippines started with one little event. And then now they seem to be doing something every month out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, we're having an exciting 2015 as we start to work through the more uh, far-flung regions. What are you looking for farther in the future if you're looking at 2016 and 17? That's a great question. And I think that this comes back to we have a huge community of really experienced, bright, innovative people. And I think that moving forward to have this, this, this group of people, this community, coalesce and really focus on some activities. And it could just be me right now, Mark. I tend to see pockets of activity. And I'd like to see those pockets of activity a little more uh, cohesive. Uh, our AppSec conferences are fantastic. They bring people together. But let me give you an example of one that I think I would like to see uh, as we move forward in the next year or two. You may recall recent discussions on the email about a project summit, and we had some very large project summits, I believe, back in 2008, perhaps 2010. But I think it's been several years since we've done something like that. And I, I think it's constantly important, well, it's important to constantly review what's going on with the projects and the technology and the knowledge and the use of that and the training of that. So my goal would be work with the community to have a fairly good-sized project summit organized, produced, and held in 2016. One of the dilemmas that I come up with is we've got 40,000 members, and it seems like only a select few are actually participating in what's going on. From the operation standpoint, well, how, what's the intention of engaging more of the users of the community? Well, we have a very um, unique model here, Mark. And the fact that we are a charitable group um, rather than perhaps an industry group and that the vast majority of our funding actually comes from the AppSec conferences and a little bit also from uh, corporate sponsors. So when we talk about 45, 46,000 individuals who 
are involved with our community from an email group list or participation level, that's a true statement. Um, we have maybe about 2,000 individuals who have paid to be a paid member. So I would like to see that number much larger. But I, I do think that this is not unusual even in industry groups that have 100,000 individual members. You always have a very small subset that are active and enthused. And then you have a much larger set that um, stay active but aren't necessarily um, vocally involved, let's just say in email conversations and things like that. Let me give an example. We've put out a request for feedback on strategic goals uh, this past uh, about a quarter ago. And I expected 10 or 15, maybe 100 people might respond. But I was quite surprised. Over 1,000 people actually responded to that survey, which I thought was a fairly high number mm -hmm. uh, compared to, again, as you say, the number of people we, we tend to see constantly engaged with a WASP email conversations or at a project leader or a chapter leader level. And usually when you get that type of response, that's usually about a 10% response compared to what is really going on in the community. So I'm encouraged that I think there's probably five to 10,000 individuals who are actively reading and following along and participating. They just may not be vocal. What's your length of tenure as executive director? How long is the term for? Open-ended, Mark. <laughs> uh, uh oh, <laughs> uh, that goes that goes two ways, Mark. It, it is there is no particular um, contract term, and uh, what's the saying? I serve at the pleasure of the board. So um, the board and I have set up some performance measures to look at in terms of the strategic goals, uh, working with the operations staff, and um, some things like that, including funding and financial health of the organization. I would personally like to work with the OWASP Foundation for several years, maybe even many years. I think it's a very um, relevant topic. <laughs> I think there's some really bright and exciting people here. Um, so I'm enthused. I'm happy to be here. How is your effectiveness as executive director being measured? Well, I just mentioned a couple of things. Mm -hmm. And one of the, the key measures is to ensure that the uh, resources and the staff that we have are being as effective as possible to serve the community. I mentioned that we um, had two or three new people, including this project coordinator we'll be bringing in within the next month. Noreen is new. Um, we, By the way, we just have Laura, our events manager, returning to us uh, from a leave that she took. So she's back. And part of this is helping work with this team as a coordinated team rather than a bunch of individual contributors. And this may be my assessment, but uh, it seems that when we were in the low spot of our resources late in the fourth quarter, everyone was just pedaling as fast as they can to get the tasks done and serve the community. I think now that we're more fully staffed and the staffing is focused towards our strategic goals, then we're acting in concert with each other rather than as individual task doers. And uh, I think that's going to go a long way. So that's one of the measures I have with the board. Certainly, they want to make sure that I keep the financial health of the organization in a good place. And I'm pleased to report that that is 
very good right now based on the uh, cash reserves we have, both the chapter level and the foundation level. And then in terms of these three strategic goals, they are measuring me in terms of how not just myself, but the rest of the operations team here help support the community as we move towards these goals and achieve these goals. For example, uh, one of our strategic goals is to strengthen the overall OWASP chapters and increase their ability to spread the message through a variety of locally organized and run events. So that actually touches two or three of the people and resources we have. Noreen works as community manager, works with the chapters on best practices and some of the tools that we have to spread the message. And then Laura, in her role as the event manager, works with, and of course, Kelly, who also is our um, membership manager and sponsorship manager. She works with the local chapters to ensure that they have sponsorship funding, and Laura works with them to help on some of their regional events. So we have a very coordinated uh, approach to helping the community, OWASP, achieve these goals. I've been talking with Paul Ritchie, the executive director of OWASP. Paul, really good to catch up with you. Great. I appreciate that, Mark. Thank you. You have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host, Mark Miller. OWASP 24-7 is sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from the Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide. 